Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Daryl Black, author of the 1-100 Leadership Solution, How to Be the Leader You Would Want. I'm a leadership coach, facilitator, dad to an amazing son, and all-around nice guy. At least I think so. I think we're as connected a society as we've ever been, yet we're more disconnected than ever. I want to change that. My purpose and passion is to help you learn to connect so you can be a better leader, a better parent, a better partner. This episode is part of my weekly 10-minute Tuesday series where I present a particular topic that will help you to connect with others and then lead. Connected leadership, it matters. Remember to subscribe and thanks for listening. Okay, let's do this. Hi, I'm Daryl Black and I'm here to help you be the leader that you would want. Go ahead and like, comment, and and, uh, share this uh, video as you see fit. I actually sincerely appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to pick up our conversation around role of a leader, and we've spoken about that with regard to some of the things that a leader uh, is responsible for, like providing the vision for the team, establishing that team norm, that culture within the team or the organization, uh, making sure that information flows up, down, all around, making sure that decisions are getting made and that they're getting made at the right levels. And also the critical point that the leader is here to support the team, not vice versa. So one of the questions is, what are you working on and how can I help? Well. For us to be effective leaders, we need to really adopt the mantra that we need to facilitate and not dictate. And by that I mean, if you think about maybe a conductor of an orchestra, perhaps, and I'm not asking to stand up on a, well, it's probably not a chair they use. Jeez, I need to go to the opera more, or at all. Um, and. Uh, you know, we all have that in our minds and it's the individual that's really, they're not playing any instruments at all, but they have a very, very keen ear for what they're listening for. And if there's any problems or issues or something's out of tune or or out of time, whatever that is, they have the ability to hear it and make some adjustments. But that doesn't mean that they get off of the uh, stool and walk to the violinist, grab the violin and push them out of the way and, and start playing, even if that's where they came from. So think about the leader as a facilitator. and We want you to facilitate and not, not dictate. That kind of goes contrary to how leadership has kind of evolved uh, or where it comes from where we have the impression that the leader is hands-on, and if they're not being hands-on, getting their hands dirty, in the trenches, uh, you know, kind of jostling about and and getting stuff moving around, um, then the leader's not really doing their job. So it's, it's an important point because we really want our leaders to facilitate processes and information flow and decision making and interactions. We don't want them to dictate that. And so, why is that important? You know, why why don't we get in there and really uh, get detail oriented and start typing away on the emails or doing the project plan ourselves or conducting that business, whatever that is? Well, there's a huge advantage 
to not doing that. One of which, if we are able to be that conductor, if we are facilitating, not dictating, we give ourselves a lot of mental space at that point. And when we talk about things like self-awareness or troubleshooting or problem solving, we really need the ability to be somewhat detached from the minute by minute minutia that is the uh, running of our team or the team doing its job. So it creates that mental space and it allows us to look at it far more objectively uh, day to day. So again, it creates that mental space. The other thing it does is it makes the team feel empowered. So if you're not hovering over their shoulder the entire time and you're not just bouncing around, oh, hey, I, I, let me just click that mouse for you there. Here's how you do this. Click, 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 boom, 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 boom. There, good, we're good. We'll move on to the next person that you know obviously needs my help. What you're doing is you're actually telling those people that they're not good enough to do their job. That's not what you mean to, I don't think, in every case. Some cases, yeah, but not every case. So if you're facilitating, not dictating, what you're doing is you're empowering the team. The individuals on the team are feeling respected. They're feeling valued. They're feeling like you trust them. And Ed Van Heren wanted us to talk about trust and a few others, Heather and, and, and others, and we will. We'll deep dive into how we build trust amongst the teams. One of the ways we do it is by not micromanaging them or even just being heavily involved with their minute by minute working. So we wanna facilitate, we don't wanna dictate. The other thing it does too is for facilitating and just you know conducting, if we hear something that's out of tune, we will now be able to focus on that. But if you can think about it, if if you think about it and we are you know head down and we're we're at somebody's workstation, for example, and we're working through a project plan for them, we're missing out on everything else that's happening outside. So we have the tunnel vision, we're focused, and that's great, except for now we're losing sight of the bigger picture. And as leaders, that vision is really, really important. Where are we trying to get to? So it allows us to uh, really bounce around and troubleshoot various areas rather than just spending all of our time on one particular area. So we're really doing you know, maybe 10 or 20% bouncing into each area as opposed to being really thorough and, and deep diving into one particular area. So again, the, the advantages are it allows you to get some space, so it gives you some clarity. It um, empowers your people because you're not over their shoulder the entire time. Um, and it allows you to deep dive, identify and deep dive where you need to. So part of you is probably thinking, well, geez, if I'm not right in there and if I'm not heavily involved, things what if things go wrong? You know, what if mistakes get made? What if I miss something? And I get it. A part of stress, a byproduct of stress, is our need to actually be heavily involved in a situation. We'll talk about stress a lot more. But I would again go back to the fact that you need to facilitate, not dictate, because there are far more advantages to that method than the method of getting hands-on and getting your hands dirty and, and really getting into the nitty-gritty details. So um, one of the ways that you can make sure that that doesn't happen, that you don't get blindsided by something, is frequent check-ins with your team. Now those can vary between like, hey, you good? 
Or remember the question, what are you working on? How can I help? Now, you're not just listening to the words of the team member. You're actually watching everything. You're watching their body language. You're listening to the tone. Uh, you're just really getting a sense of where they're coming from because a lot of team team members will be dismissive and say yeah yeah no problem and then two days later you realize that there was a catastrophic problem that occurred that they were trying to cover up for example something like that now if you've done your job properly and created a good culture then the communication will be very very open so when you say things like how are you doing what can I help you with and or what are you doing and what can I help you with you're going to get an honest answer because we've built trust which again we'll talk about so maybe it's a thumbs up. Maybe it's a question of what are you working on? Uh, how can I help you? Maybe it's, you know, if you're not, uh, you know, super sure of what's happening, have a sit down with somebody and say, hey, you know, can you just explain to me in a little bit more detail where you're at with a few things? And I have a few questions. And what you're doing is you're questioning to understand, but you're also really trying to gauge how that team member is doing with a particular uh, issue or task, or it could be multiple people. So you pop into a team meeting and just be a fly on the wall. And, and then once the meeting is conducted, uh, you ask the question, hey, just, just for my own clarification, how are things going? Can somebody walk me through this? So one, you're gathering information, but you're also gauging where everyone's at with things with in a very unobtrusive or unobtrusive uh, innocuous way and that's part of your job as a leader because when we talk about facilitating not dictating it doesn't mean that your hands are off the wheel by any stretch quite quite the opposite you're still very much engaged but now you're you have the ability to be engaged in exactly what you need to be spending your time on so let's say that during a team meeting um you do identify a problem. Okay, there's obviously an issue here. Well, it's an opportunity for you, again, to continue the facilitation and not dictation in that you can help them solve the problem by giving them what they need, but not solving the problem for them. So again, how can I help? What do you guys need help with? So you're not actually doing it. You're not taking that rock on that problem. You're just now spending your time facilitating something a little bit more specific. So if it's an issue around training or if it's an issue around resourcing, they need more people, then that's your job as a leader. But rest assured, your job is not to fix the problem for them. Your job is to make sure it gets fixed and you need to facilitate and equip them to solve those problems. And then once you've kind of asked that first initial few questions, questions around you know how how can we how can we solve this or, or what can I help you with to solve this well now you kind of put a mental note in there and you can spend a bit more time checking in with that particular team or that particular individual a little bit more often but you still have to remember you have the rest of the team you still have the rest of the organization whatever that unit looks like so what you're doing is you're continuing to skip across the surface with the entire team but now you're just going to spend a little bit more time with that particular person or that particular team, making sure that they have the support that they need. And if you're there, not micromanaging or over their shoulder and you're truly supporting them, you're doing a bunch of things for them. One, you're letting them solve the problem on their own and use some creative uh, problem solving. You're there as a safety net and you're also teaching them that they 
don't have to continually go uh, up to you for problems and, and, and issues. You're, you're teaching them to help themselves really. So it's very, very important that we facilitate and we don't dictate. So it uh, gives you a little bit more mental space. It allows you to see a lot more. It uh, makes the team feel really empowered and you can deep dive as needed. Okay, so those are the big advantages of why we want to facilitate and we don't want to dictate. And if there is a problem, just spend a bit more time facilitating the solution of the problem. You're not going to solve the problem.